Welcome to Doxed. In this episode, Tim, Tom, and Aaron talk about 4337, the new addition to the ERC family. Our Will It Web 3 this week is a record label, and we also talk about open editions. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to Doxed, the Web 3-based podcast. Uh, I am one of three hosts that will be speaking to you for the next hour and a half. My name is Tom DeSico. Uh, I am the Quarter Machine Community Manager and the Director of Vibes over at the unnamed.gg Discord. Um, joining me are my co-workers and fellow friends, Aaron and Tim. What's up, guys? Everybody's in a vibe, like a mood today. Sleepy. Everybody's dragging, huh? Yeah, dragging these bit. nuts. Come on, man. Liven up. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> That's Who wants to go dark. next? I kept mine short going? and sweet. I want to dive into it. Get into oh, not everybody at once. Tim. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll go. <laughs> uh, Tim here uh, at Not Legal Ten on Twitter, uh, co-founder of Unnamed, um, you know, operator at a Quarter Machine, and uh, yeah, co-host of Docs. So. Operator is such a such a over like an umbrella term for for that. I like operator. Operator yeah. is really good. Yeah, yeah, I mix it up. It's quality. All right, Aaron, it's all you, man. Take it. Okay, I'm person at unnamed. I'm person at quarter machine. <laughs> I'm human being. Beep boop boop boop. Uh, I do the yeah, tech. that's debatable. And then I don't sleep. And you've so been wearing a hat all day. Sleep. No, I haven't. Have you been sleeping all day? I slept a little bit. You I look had like to. you have a crew cut. It does look like a crew cut. It it's does. not. It's, it's not. It's not it's very Aaron-esque. No, it does look like a crew. There cut. it is. There's there. that piece hanging over. Hey, yeah, there's here's the some. Superman hair. This is some cool big news. Um, and we just found out about it because they just launched a new analytic for us over um on Anchor, which is our host. But we have a bunch of people that uh, follow us over on Spotify. So that. Nice. means that they look at our faces over on Spotify, which is dope. So hi, Spotify. Thank you guys for watching hey. being a part of this. Uh, I do have out. an ask of you Spotify watchers and listeners, though, or anybody at that point that, that's making it uh, two minutes and 20 seconds into this recording. Um, I would very much like you guys, if you would, if you could, leave us a little review. Uh, I'd be happy to read them uh, on the podcast. I think that'd be a fun little way to kind of break up the the beginning to middle to end of, of what this show is uh and we get a we get a chance to kind of highlight what you guys have to say about us and maybe we'll take it uh yeah we'll take criticism <laughs> i know i will anyway <laughs> i don't know if they're going to criticize you guys but um yeah the show's going to be fun so it's out there yeah, i just wanted to make sure that i acknowledge the people that that are there and and listening and watching so um yeah if you do 100 podcast that'll it, be the first review it would well yeah i think it would be the first i've i've tried to go through somewhere like everywhere as far as like uh like our rss feed it's in like 50 different spots that people could listen to uh but obviously like the big two would be like apple Podcasts and then spotify because we push it and it's it's got video obviously uh but yeah if you guys drop i'll i'll try to peek anywhere i possibly can uh, for you guys leaving reviews. And then if you leave one in a weird spot in a podcast platform that you uh, that you listen to, just bump me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter name is on the screen, Tom over Chaplin. Um, and just be like, hey, stupid. I left your review over on you know whatever podcast platform and I'll read it. But um, cool. Let's dive into it. So uh, I'm actually Aaron. Uh, I'm going to mix this up uh, as far as the flow of docs. I think. It would be better if we start with headlines. Okay, um, great. Cool. I know you cared so much. So <laughs> my first here. headline, and I'm going to ruin it because you guys probably chatted, but I want to talk about ERC4337. So, oh, yeah. No, do you have a do you have a doc you can send to me so I can pull it up? Yeah, here, hold on. Um, we're going to we're going to chat about this. And this is probably the meat, but is sorry. this new ERC? Yeah, um, it's the biggest thing here. I'll get you a link here. Cool. The Milk Road talk, everybody's talking about it. So uh, we're going to talk about it. Sorry if you've heard about it, but maybe I can break it down in terms that uh, you can understand. And not that I'm smarter than you. Um, I'm not smarter than anyone. I, I feel just like you're read just talking more. directly to me when you say this stuff. I read a lot about this because I didn't get it at first. Because uh, okay. um, So basically, ERC4337, if you didn't know what it was, uh, it, it's a new uh, Ethereum upgrade that it came out this 
earlier this month so in march so it's it's brand new um it, it's they do it with smart contract which is really cool so they're not like upgrading infrastructure so that's pretty interesting uh basically you can do account abstraction which means quite a lot um some of the things that we've built are similar to account abstraction in the past uh it lets you recover lost private keys so you don't need to remember your lost private keys you can do it with social recovery so basically uh you can restore access to a wallet with verifying you right um you can also secure wallets without a seed phrase seed phrase so you can use like biometrics or a fob or whatever um so no more uh seed phrases if you want and then you can do automated payments and time-based payments basically you can set monthly spending limits so you can do a budget um so which is great uh if you decide to ape into gobs and then they drop 33 percent and then you can do send gas to transactions which is something we built and I'll, I'll talk about this a tiny bit more and then i'll pass it off to you guys but basically um there's a couple of startups out there that just do this uh one of them starts with bi buy something um but they let you pay gas so you can sponsor transactions and pay the gas we did that at clout chain we paid the gas um and we by economy i think is the other one which it, is a it, is that, yeah. it literally lets you pay gas for your transactions now this is built into ethereum uh so this is huge and here's why um this is everything a bank does so if you think about it this is banking on the blockchain this is everything that a bank does is now built in it's called the count abstraction uh, so that's the overview. My hot take is we're we're going to see a couple of projects use it, and we're not going to get the mass adoption that we think. And then uh, one will come along, and we'll it'll just be a big overflow of every project will be using this, and everything will be. You think uh, this will be become the new standard? This is the new standard. So you were you're either going to catch up or move along. So um, this is what we're going to be using at some point everywhere uh because people can't remember seed phrases and get locked out of their wallets why have that be the way it was one of my main complaints with the tech you can't use technology that you you can lose so easily because people can't remember a password never mind a seed phrase are you kidding me like i i worked in one of the first jobs i had was an iam analyst and uh, like i'm gonna swear i get my one swear i cannot explain to you how fucking much people would call me saying they forgot their password it would be i like multiple times per week so uh this is great uh, ironically, in the same article I first saw this, I've read about it a lot since then. Um, Frank and Run was in that article, uh, so they sponsored Milk Road, which is a project we worked on, uh, 3D Frankenpunk. So, just throwing that out there. Yeah, hey, cool. yeah. So, what do you guys think? ERC four three three seven. Is it the way? So this is my actually. I'll be honest with you. This is the first time that I'm hearing about it. It sounds great. This sounds super cool. It leads me to a couple questions with regards to how uh, the couple projects that that we're working on. Uh, will future be represented? We talked uh, two weeks ago about a consolidation for for Quarter Machine. Do you think that it would be worth doing a completely new contract running on four three three seven? Nope. Why not? There's no point. Well, why would it be? Which it just seems now. like there's a lot of big benefits to to running as four three three sevens versus. With the, the old contract being it would be open would be a good use case of, of somebody who would build with 4337 not an nft project it doesn't make sense and, and it's a little bit different than than that the uh the way that you can think about it is your wallet becomes a smart contract similar to like gnosis if you're familiar with like multi-sig wallets okay so uh essentially a gnosis wallet is actually a contract address and it points to other wallets so you all have authority on it so this is bringing that up to a level higher and putting it on ethereum itself um, it's more the account level than the project level from the sound of what i've looked at yeah but... hmm okay that's super cool uh i mean I, I i don't necessarily have a hot take on this i love progression in in the tech it seems super cool i'm a little bit more responsible where i have my seed phrase uh you're responsible in web3 is what you would call yourself I just want to hear you say that. I won't. We can list I'm out the things that like you've trap. And I feel said. like you've been waiting for this moment where you're like, oh, that's when I'm going to hack him. Like, I'm <laughs> going to get him to say it, and then I'm going to steal his gobs and the $43 in ETH he has. $43 is high. You're a wallet. 43 and a couple cents with yeah, the ice cream, exactly. the Matsuda, the, uh, the other ones. <laughs> the other, the minting wallet, and then that, yeah. yeah. Um, um, no, that's super cool. 
Uh, you think this could be the meat? I, I'm, I'm curious to, to. Yeah, but you guys don't know enough don't know to enough ask me questions about it. So, so that's why I said it first. So if it's not the meat, then we can move on to the Amazon NFT marketplace, and then I'll stop hijacking the headlines and let you guys oh, go. Right. I got, I have, I have two. I have two headlines. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, no, I no, it's it's super cool. But you're saying you know you're not going to see mass adoption. When you said you think you're going to see somebody like an OpenSea um, adopt it, you mean like they're on minting contract? When you when you mint on OpenSea, um, you're gonna you think you're gonna see it in that regard? It'll just be the standard. Like MetaMask could integrate it, right? And then yeah, it would be MetaMask. part of the wallet or the account level. Okay. Yeah. It's what we would have upgraded to on cloud chain. I would have said, okay, Tim, it's time to upgrade. And this is this is the huge push that we were going to push for. Um, so, because uh, this is something you can't kind of skip if you're building in the space. One one thing to note is Kraken will probably be the first to do it because they're opening a bank. They're the okay. first crypto company to get an SPDI banking charter. So hmm. in Wyoming, they're a crypto-based Wyoming bank. Um, so uh, obviously... Uh, this is happening because of what happened with Silvergate. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. That's kind of two headlines. Um, I'm all over the news is what it seems like because I see Tim frantically typing and being like, I should have yeah, known this. I worked at Morgan. Bank got an SPDI like before Kraken. I just wanted Kraken. to give a shout out to Long and Cassodia because I think they'd be to it. I want to I ask you something though, Aaron. Like when it comes to... That might be wrong. What, when it comes to like being able to use an upgraded piece of tech like this... What's it like? What does it look like on the back end for somebody that's a developer? Like, is it is it literally like a driver update that it's like, oh, cool. There's now there's four three three seven. Like, well, how does that look? When um, it's like, like oh no, I gotta learn this. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, no, it's exciting. I I love the new tech. Yeah, you have to figure out how to implement it, and then you. Uh, the other thing that we do, especially in the blockchain space, not as much. Like I do this in react so don't panic and, and like other other tech is how can i make this more efficient like when erc 721a came out sagar and the azuki team developed that um first thing we did is i took that contract down and was like how can i make this even better um same thing here so i think about the use cases for it how we can implement it i don't know enough about it yet either i've got to go read the um what's it called uh, uh rp or whatever they call it in this and explore it a little bit more because they do a write-up on all of these when they come out uh i haven't read that yet so um but yeah it'll be fun we're we're gonna see more of this stuff coming because this is what we need to get mass adoption in web3 so yeah that's cool safety uh safety uh implement implementing oh my goodness do you want to try again we can cut it out we can cut out that section keeping it it's fine (laughs) okay you want to get your son on he can probably say it better i tried dude you're not gonna you won't be able to hear him but like i have i have sound effects buttons that that aren't working i had him say welcome the docs uh rug of the week not financial advice do your own research and wag me they were super Mm -hmm. funny but they're not gonna work i gotta figure out how to how to get them yeah those will be good yeah um no, that's it's cool. It's super cool. Well, I I missed the part. So uh, I was I was kind of perusing the article that you sent me. Um, it talked about it talked about Frankenpunks, and, and you obviously you guys were were part of the tech side of of that. What is it? What, why is it highlighting Frankenpunks and, and Frankenrun so much? So I don't have they to read the article. So they sponsored it. Yeah, the Milk Road has uh, sponsorships and Milk Frank and Run must have paid ads. Oh, okay. Paid, so paid. they're just that's the ad. So it's, it's yeah, here's the, the article. Ads, here's the ad. Dab. Together okay, with Frank cool. and Run. Got you. So, I was like, uh, I was like, oh, is there new like the mutant? Uh, uh, one of those the new tokens. But okay, cool. Yeah, they have a bunch of tournaments going on, and I I have no involvement with that project as of today. So do your own research. I have no idea if you're connecting your. Well you guys have vials, right? So. We have vials. Yeah, Send me vial. I want to play. I want to play this game on stream. You can play it for free. Yeah, but I want to play it with the vial. It doesn't. I can't. I don't know what it does. The vial. I genuinely. I'm looking at the picture. Um, and we can talk about it off offline or maybe in after nope, dark. We can, right we can now. No, I'm just. Kidding, it's like but... get your own vial. Oh, you know what we could do. We could. Uh, me and you could put it right next to each other and give people migraines by watching two people run next to each other oh, and that's great Or you blur your eyes like a magic eye book and uh, yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. No, that's sweet. Um, cool. Good article. 
Thanks for bringing that up, Aaron. Here's another question because it because it came out and it's maybe like a month and a half, two months old max now. Did you dive into ordinals and like ordinal contract or were you just like this isn't no horrible use case for Bitcoin? Think it's a terrible idea. Um, So I don't see how it moves the space forward at all. We can put NFTs on whatever chain we want. I think it's cool. And maybe there'll be another use case for the fact that we can do stuff like that on Bitcoin. But Bitcoin is slow. It's expensive. It's not built for that why would you do it um because i think it's getting a lot of hype because of the money it's pumped into it yeah people made money yeah no it's just that's what it is that's let's and it made it it made mining more effective for a little bit that's cool i'm all about the economy impact that it had but um that's it i i had no interest in doing that i would rather look into 4337 and how we can make things better for adopters rather than the dgens who are going to be here no matter what yeah well you heard it here folks Aaron's aaron's hot take I am not an ETH maxi. This is good for ETH, but I'll always shut that one down. (laughs) (laughs) I know. That's why I said it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Cool. Do you want to, why don't you transition to uh, the big announcement that came, was it late last night about Amazon? I tried to find an article too on that. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. You can find them. Amazon's got a Web3 marketplace. So they're doing an NFT marketplace because that's how you get into Web3 if you're a giant company. You just make a marketplace. It's also how in the last few years, if you liked Web3, you got into Web3 as well. You made a marketplace. Um, We were building one. So shut that down. No more marketplace. I did not want to build a marketplace. We always get asked to build them when clients come to us. Um, Everybody thinks they need it. Some people do. The common thing people ask us to build by far. Yeah. Build marketplaces? Yeah. Yeah. And they already exist. Just take advantage of them. Do you think it's just because of the amount of money that goes through a marketplace in in small portion share of like fees that that's why it's appetizing for people? It's it's, it is. And I've been seeing other ones limit. Yeah, they have an idea and then they think how they're going to make money with the idea. And then they realize that if they gave a place for everybody to run their idea through, they'd make even more money. And that eventually lands them at the like, oh, I should just build a marketplace. Yeah. 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 Cool. So, yeah, well, that's a thing that's coming. Uh, what did they say? End of this month, I think, is is launch, right? It was Really? Like, I didn't know it was that soon. I swear it was that soon. Let me see if I can find a launch time. But it's it, um, Amazon NFT. Did they say what chain they're doing it on? My guess is probably yeah, Avalanche, I think, is what I read. Gross. Okay. Gross. <laughs> I'm... I, I think I think I think that's I the think. old ETH Maxi Aaron for you. There. <laughs> um. Uh, well, it may be good, so I guess I'll pseudo take that back. April. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it could be good for the chain. I mean, Avalanche needs a little bit of love. So if this puts Avalanche, I, I don't think it's good to have one chain be ultra successful, right? Like I think good com- competition is good for the market. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So if this helps Avalanche grow over that next time, they need to. Um. They need to change a couple of things, especially about their infrastructure. This might give them the infrastructure or the influx of cash to do so uh but i'm one person so do your own research and go and buy a bunch of nfts and not because i told you to so that's right or ordinals yeah (laughs) i can't i can't find where it was but i i would have i would i would bet my uh my last eth that it was on uh it was on avalanche but i can't verify so your gobs on it i'm now my last ETH is a lot less, believe it or not. Even though Aaron seemed to really, like, on the nose know how much his goblins have devalued over the past About 32%. Two months. Yeah, exactly. You just offered to stake one ETH that was your theoretical last ETH you ever owned. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was... Instead of staking something that is demonstrably worth less than that. It was, it was girly ETH, which still has value, believe it or not. <laughs> April twenty fourth yeah. it launches. April so we can get you there. There we and go. It, it is on Avalanche. Have you been able to find that? No, I don't understand why they don't say it. But it's because the people picking up this press don't know. Aren't? Yeah, they don't. They like it's a blockchain, and that's that's all they know. But that's how early we are. So we need to get make it easier. Um, I'll find it and say it much later. So okay, yeah, yeah. Do a do a Google. Um, cool. That's uh that's news. That's some big news, and it's uh. Yeah, I, I like seeing more marketplaces, obviously. Um, I have a little bit of... Uh, it feels money money grabby for me. It always has. Uh, but uh, I think a little competition in the space is always healthy. So, good job. Um, <clears throat> this was one that yeah, came out. Nothing like the little guys like Amazon. Nothing like the little guys like Amazon getting into the ring of Web3. 
there was news uh, this past week of um, Unity, uh, the game engine Unity, adding Verify Web3 tools like uh, for MetaMask, Solana, and Dapper Labs. It was more than that. They did a bunch. I had there to look into them. There was a ton them. of them, but that's on the headline. So They added support to uh, developers. Uh, web, they have a Web3 category, basically. I think they call it decentralization. Yes. Um, I had to explore it because we're building games. So yeah, it's pretty cool. In Unity. Um, it does save us time. Like, it, candidly, it really does. Uh, so it, it's pretty cool. Um, it's really good. They know that this is coming. Everybody knows this is coming. Uh, we want to be at the part of that overflow, uh, like that waterfall. Like, I feel like we're at a dam where gamers are like, oh, this looks kind of cool, but I'm not going to play it. And so I think as we get more and more tooling and it makes it easier for people to build, we'll, we'll break through that dam. And then we're just going to see a gigantic over, overflow of, of gamers ready to play. Does this scare you guys? As Sorry, I didn't mean to oh, cut you off, Tim. Go I ahead. Say, I think it reinforces the idea that has led everything we've been building, which is that the quality has to be there candidly if it becomes easier and easier to build decentralization and ownership into your assets then the novelty that that's a feature doesn't matter and the game still has to be fun i want to ask you guys this as obviously um founders of a, a game studio do you find that this is yes helpful aaron even said this this will help development do you look at it as um something to be weary of too that it may oversaturate the market and hurt in the long or in the short term uh, is the game not market not over, already oversaturated i don't know i, I mean, mean you know that even more than i do you you live in the game space as well but um triple i would say not as saturated as it probably could should be i mean every every day every week it feels like there's a major game coming out from either a triple a or a major studio i mean harry potter came out um what already a month and a half ago and since then there's been uh atlas heart or whatever um the wild hearts or atomic heart uh wild hearts from ea it's there's tons of them it's just like every day i wake up and i'm like and i remember because i've been buying games for a long time you look forward to a game and be very excited about it and that would be the big game for months right now it's like i i can't keep up and obviously i'm busier than i used to be uh because i used to just play games for money so that was the thing so i could just do that but i i I, as far as the web3 market goes the web3 gaming market is oversaturated right now because a lot of them are trash and i say that pretty openly and hope that the right people hear this um most of the blockchain games out there are absolute garbage they're horseshit bad uh it's it's a way for them to make money off of you playing it because you're gonna go and buy it and then they say it's play to earn but it's not because they don't know how to manage economies um that it will change 100 either from a big player or as people start to drop off very good example of this and it actually is not a trash game it moved the space forward a lot and i've talked about this before so we don't have to dive in actually infinity the economy went like this Everybody made a ton of money and then went down. So it's very, very good for the space that what Axie Infinity did because uh, it moved the space forward, um, showed us what uh, it's a very good use case, right, of what can happen uh, when you put breeding elements in. It's very hard to make that sustainable. So, Yeah. Tim, what about you? Do you have any hot takes? Do you have any thoughts, feelings about accessibility of, of game development in Web3? No, I mean, just building on that and tying back to what I said earlier, which is, if tooling gets to the point and it gets mainstream enough where every game asset is decentralized and owned that way, then these games now where their claim to fame is that they're a blockchain game, that's no longer a differentiator. It's no longer a factor. Your game's going to have to be good. Cool. And that's back to what Aaron was saying is these, you know, if it's a game that's trash, but it just happens to use NFTs. So it's selling, that's going to go away right quick in my opinion. Yeah, well said. Um, Sweet. Uh, Aaron, off the top of your head, what do you think is the best uh, Unity built or at least uh, Unity advertised built game? Did Tim bounce? In Web 3? Yeah. Oh, there you are, Tim. You bounced for a second. Uh... It doesn't even have to be Web 3. I'm trying to just draw um, like a line to now that there's accessibility of um, Web 3 tools. Cuphead, probably. Uh, built on Unity? Okay. Hearthstone, maybe. Uh, Escape from Tarkov. Uh, Can you see, now that there's easy... All guys. Oh, I didn't know that was built in Unity. Yeah. Uh, Genshin Impact, actually. 
do you do you think that now that that tool is accessible to some of those already successful games that you'll see integration from those teams? Yes. You think so? Mm -hmm. You think like now Genshin will be like them more money. It makes the businesses more money. Yeah. It makes the the players money and potentially, right? You need to have the economy balanced out. But yes, 100%. Um with blockchain you are cutting out the middlemen. You, it's you and the customer. Um, so you become the middleman as the game developer. And if you take a percentage, so be it, right? You need to be able to build your game. Uh, so companies still need to make money, uh, which is why there should be creator fees. Uh, but they need to make sure that there's a healthy economy inside their game so that they can make money. World of Warcraft, uh, example I always go to, they knew right away that buying gold wouldn't be enough and they have not hesitated from not removing they're 14.99 a month it's been that way since the game came out um and they have enough of a player base for to keep going for another 20 30 years uh so they figured it out we'll, we'll see more systems and ways for web3 games to make money but right now it's basically secondary sales and, and primary sales of assets in game uh which is why breeding is very hard because if users can breed then the primary sales disappear uh from the company so cool Good. Awesome. Yeah. Um, good takes. Uh, the last thing I'll bring up is, uh, even though I don't have a lot to say about this, uh, the controversial move of OpenSea lowering their fees to 0%. This is kind of, I would say, old news because they've already uh, updated their temporary 0% limited time zero fee uh, trading. Um, but yeah, that's a thing that also happened. I don't know if we need to harp on it. I think we're going to always see that um it i think i think you're gonna see marketplaces using zero percent fees as the coupon of trading platforms limited time only there's zero percent fees on OpenSea. you know it's a black friday sale something like that but um that was the thing that happened this past week too it got a lot of um got a lot of attention i think it was only a week after uh, yeah, here it is. So temporary 0% marketplace fee uh, on all collections for their on-chain uh, royalty enforcement. It was like four or five days later that they changed it to point, uh, point 0.5. So it was very Yeah, they temporary. started walking it up pretty quickly. Very temporary. Going to say faith. They angered a lot of artists. Yeah, yeah. And there's still a lot of people that, that aren't happy with them and about it. But um cool that's headlines guys uh you learned a little you learned a lot on to the next uh the next part of our segment is going to be the will it web three um i picked a singular thing uh unless you guys have one that you want to talk about but i do, no, have. do it do it yeah uh so for this week <clears throat> in the will it web three segment i want to talk about uh the potential of a record label um an actual record label being in Web3. So let's break down everything that a record label would do from distribution to its marketing to physical copies, digital distribution, merch, uh, tours, and ticketing. Uh, does anybody want to hop in first? What's your answer? Will it Web3? I think do certain aspects. And then we defend it. What are we doing here? No, it's How just it open work? open conversation. <laughs> do i think so here's the thing with with music and record label within web3 is i think that the and i brought up i added to this list because i had a really hard time saying yes without certain aspects of it uh being right. so clear ticketing yeah, yeah ticketing obviously is a big one for for all of us to say like this it only makes sense that something that can't be duplicated or digital ownership in a digital ticketing economy <clears throat> makes sense within web three so that yeah. one for me was obviously like just like yeah that's a big that's a big green chat mark yeah sure that works but then i look at like digital marketing um so and also depending on who is founder of said record label where i look to uh kind of what gala has done with their pretty forward-facing involvement with like um with Snoop Dogg, could Snoop Dogg have done it by himself and literally ported over everything from um, Death Row and made Death Row a Web3 based uh, record label? Like, does it have to start with clout or can it literally grow organically? And how do you market on an organic record label? 
uh, and finding artists and signing artists and distributing new artist music and and making that a, a real business model in Web3? And how does that look? Yeah, I think that I have a, the, that I have a harder time saying yes to. But go ahead. Yeah, I agree. The labels perspective, it's difficult because the labels still rely on large distribution networks. And so you can start an independent label and you can release content and put royalties on chain. But the problem that I think a lot of places run into, and I won't name names, is you have to give people an accessible way to digest it and to put money into your ecosystem. And so if people can't buy the music without setting up a wallet on some L2 or some chain they don't use that often, or you know, people who aren't familiar with Web3, I mean, you're just really narrowing the audience of people who will pay for the music. So having everything on chain, royalty management and ownership and all this stuff, I mean, it can become rough. And that plus, you know, not even getting into like fractionalization of perpetual royalty streams and having those be tradable in marketplaces, the regulatory concerns that raises. Um, I think, I think that the biggest sticking point would just be unless there was a distribution network at the scale of like a Spotify or Apple music that supported distributing that type of content and helping to monetize it. I don't know if you'd have a viable business model. So do that's you not take, no, I, I, think... I think that's an antiquated way of looking at it actually, because it might ownership, be ownership is not something that people care about when it comes to music. I don't think you're ever going to give anybody ownership or a stake in the song. And I think if you do, it might be a security maybe it is and only accredited investors can buy them i think what they can do is something like you you own an nft that represents stream plays and you do royalties based on that i think that's the closest we should get um ownership muddies the water a lot it, but then I you agree. have to find what that ownership is um so royalties on chain yes uh so record labels could also form and this is similar to what i've been pitching for real estate you could form a record label on chain um, so you could do that ownership on chain in the form of some sort of fungible token, right? And and that's more of a business sense, but that equates to how much that how much you own equates to what you earn per you know cycle. Um, yeah, you still run into securities issues potentially, not legal. That would one hundred percent be a security, yeah. I, in my opinion, yeah. obviously. But you're a lawyer and can't say. Yeah, it, I, can't, I can't give my opinion. <laughs> yeah, but that that's that's the difference. I think that's a security, and that's okay. That's the founding team of the record label. It should be a security. But then I'm talking about if they do like a um, some sort of fungible or, or non fungible NFT for a song, and that equates to streams. Rihanna just did. Um, bitch better have my money right and you earn when and they yeah. still haven't paid anything out and i know why uh yeah. but that's a whole nother story um so but yeah i think that's how it's going to be based on streams we've the streaming market destroyed music ownership for the consumer you don't own music anymore you right. can stream it that's it and that's why i still lean there because i think some people still have that idea in the back of their head of like it would be nice to own what you buy Right. But I, I think, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it's antiquated and it's a little too far gone to come back. But you're, yeah, I mean, obviously we're well aware, especially with Quarter Machine, that, you know, um, that compliant licensing kind of systems and sub licenses and commercial licenses can be used creatively to come up with some really cool models um, that could decouple like the actual distribution channels and streaming channels from the project. So, yeah. Maybe there, maybe maybe it could. It's a good good discussion. Yeah, um, I want to talk a little bit more about what Aaron brought up with being able to to pay out to pay out royalties. I think I think this is what you're going. And I just want to make sure that I was clear. And if if it, if there were royalties paid for ownership, um, it's a hundred percent security. Then right, that's what you were getting at. No, why? <laughs> Uh, it, it's not. It, it's not a hundred percent security. Nothing is a hundred percent of security. The Howey test makes it so. Yeah, it's um, always a factual analysis. I mean, yeah. there are some things that are pretty bang on that that analysis, but also, you know, it's a little it's a little more complex. But yeah, it's not. It would be like um, if Spotify Spotify earns money from streams, right? Of songs. Yeah. Uh, in some way, shape, or form, that's how they make money as well, right? I, I think, or artists do potentially, or their uh, ad, the record labels do from streams. Um, so it'd be putting something like that on chain. Uh, it, so is that song a security? Is what you're asking? The, the problem opinion, is, no. if somebody else can buy a portion of that, right? 
if I can pay money to receive passive income from Rihanna's royalty stream from from Spotify, then we start wading into that problematic area, right? Well, that's because now the I only can, way to I appetize my money to buy it, though, right? That's what yeah. That's... But, but the problem the problem is when I when I put my money in with other people into you know a common enterprise with an expectation of making profit passively on the efforts of other people. Now I'm starting to tick those boxes. So that would have to be the sole purpose of the purchase where if buying said Rihanna song uh, as a a non-fungible asset um, gave you a physical copy, let's just say, like a numbered physical copy, uh, is that where where the line's drawn? Where it's like, okay, all of a sudden it's, there's no promise to security? Is that what you're saying? I mean, not really, because at the end of the day, right, it, you're you're probably... I have a very hard time understanding why royalties aren't a security, I suppose, is an easier way for me. I to... think they can. They can be and would be in a lot of circumstances. I think there are circumstances where they can be the product, like a royalty can be the product of a valid commercial license or a, a valid sub license of some commercial use right that somebody has as a holder that they're licensing to a distributor. Sure. Um, there, there, I'm sh- there are ways to, um, to do that, that I guess I should say, and you could earn them. Ways, so, less a, so here, here's one of the ways you could earn them, right? So a way that you could do it is you could say, uh, it's a form of compensation for doing something. It's like Jerry Seinfeld makes a ton of money on his, uh, it's not called royalties. I forget what it's called on TV. Um, residuals, residuals. Thank you. Yeah. yeah thank you um and yeah and so if you were involved in the production of it that's probably a good way to dampen the fact that it could be a security well and to be clear like a distinction here is that actually that type of exemption doesn't typically render something not a security what it does is it again can create an an exemption from the requirement that it be registered and treated a certain way so the fact that somebody worked for it doesn't make it not a security. It just means that there are potentially exemptions from the regulation that would allow you to distribute that's what would still be a security to that person. Mm-hmm. So I want to I want to just be clear too. In in writing the will at Web three record label, I thought of uh, distribution of like like rewarding rewarding those who bought based on stream royalty. Uh, and what kept me from always saying, will it Web3? Yes, 100% was the fact that like we have the the knowledge of will it Web3 legally and for the long term? Will it be a sustainable will it Web3 um, business model? And that's where so I have a hard models. time saying like, I don't know. Yeah, there are how. models testing that. And, yeah, and it's like you look at Royal and, and I'm not saying this, double check, do your own research. I could be wrong. I haven't looked in a while. But there are particular offerings on Royal IO that you can't purchase in the United States because some of the things that they offer, I think, would be regulatory from a regulatory perspective, be problematic to sell through an online marketplace in in the United States because um, of well regulation. I won't get too much deeper. Um, but then you also have you have newer platforms that are striving to kind of find those exemptions and say, look, what if people what if people are contributing efforts to the performance of that? What if they're promoting it, streaming it, sharing it, if they're taking action? Does that effort they're putting in help somehow either change the securities analysis or does it offer some sort of exemption from the traditional regulation that might might otherwise apply? And those are being tested. There are people poking around and, and trying to do those things. So when you say like, you know, will it web three... I mean, there are people doing it. Yeah. And whether it'll be long-term and viable, I think, depends a lot on how the enforcement actions go and then the active enforcement environment we're in go and um, and what consumers will kind of take on as a, as a trade-off, whether they're willing to put in work to earn something or lock something. I tend to think they would, but... Yeah. Um, let's look at, let's look at another aspect that, that I brought up. So that was the, I think what we talked on and, and spoke of for the past couple minutes with regards to that is, is streaming and, and what makes it 
uh, appetizing for um, a potential customer purchaser. Um, what about the marketing side of uh, a record label? Obviously, uh, non-Web3 native record labels have connections in the industry, the music industry. Do we look at that because it would be a Web3 centric business that there wouldn't be as much, I don't know, notes to the grindstone marketing uh, with regards to how music is released or marketed today? I'm going to get back to what we were talking about with the games. The okay. fact that it's Web3 needs to not be the selling point. Like it, it, it won't matter. In other words, if it's good music, it should sell. If it's not good music, it shouldn't sell just because it's Web3 music. Just the same way that a game that is by all accounts a terrible game shouldn't sell just because it's a Web3 game. And I think categorizing it as like a Web3 game versus a Web2 game or a Web3 music, you know, record label versus a Web2 record label. I think that type of categorization is part of what I'm trying to move away from personally, but part of what the space is going to have to move away from. It'll just be that you have a record label that has a lot of really cool tech. And if you're a Web3 record label, Mm -hmm. yeah, I am actually trying to answer your question with this. If you're a Web3 no, it's record good. Label, it's good. I like the direction. Yeah, the point so isn't like, oh, we can't talk with Taylor Swift or we can't talk with so-and-so because we're Web3. That shouldn't be it. It should be, look, would would an artist collab with another artist if they like that artist and what they're doing? And that should be it. It should be about the music and the product and the and the art if you're a record label. It shouldn't be about making Web3 happen. Or else your record label, in my opinion, is going to be fighting an uphill battle because you're putting making Web3 happen above the core product of your business, which is music. For sure. Yeah, no, no, it's that's good. That was a, it's a really good take. Aaron, do you have anything you want to add to, to that side, the marketing side conversation? Nope. Cool. <laughs> what about physical copies? So this is one for me that uh, that seemed weird because it's so... I'm going to try to not do exactly what you just said, Tim, and like really like split the hair of like, well, Web 2 is physical, Web 3 is digital. But uh, I don't even know if there's a market anymore for physical copies of, of albums. I haven't bought a physical album in a long time, but I'm assuming that um, that those sales are still, you know, divvied within like a record label economy and it's a real thing and there's pressings and, you know, uh, merchandise was another one where we look at, and this was the take, and this is why I wrote merch, um, when you want to drive a successful artist within a record label, you want there to be broad reach, you want there to be broad adoption, uh, where if something was sold, um, you would, as, as a holder, this is generally speaking, I'm, I'm very much generalizing this whole thought, um, you want to create FOMO. You want people to feel special. You want to reward those people. So you token gate. Uh, you do things like limited merch drops. You do, you know, token gated holdings where you can only buy certain things. And that would that would have to go out the window if you were trying to regularly, broadly market an artist. That's my humble opinion. Yeah, I think it's about the product. I think it's about where it fits into the overall brand and business. None of these are one product people or companies or brands. And the, I think you're exactly right. So when we were talking to artists for CloudChain um, and discussing different, you know, kind of paths toward engagement and music and what they could do, um, zero out of everybody we talked to wanted gated music. Which makes sense. Yeah, you want absolutely. as many people to hear what you've created as possible. It's your song. You want it on every channel, on every platform. You want it in as many ears as possible all the time. It doesn't make sense to gate who can listen to it. It doesn't make sense to gate who can hear it because that's the art that you've created for mass consumption. Now, at the same time, the same musician or creator could absolutely have, you know, a limited edition sneaker collab or have a limited edition collectible or a limited edition, start their own clothing line and do a limited run of a first drop of, of limited clothing. Sure. I mean, now what you have are different products under that brand they've created um, that kind of leverage and, and hit both of those categories, the FOMO and the mass adoption. And that's what most of the artists we talked to were doing. They were cognizant of all those things and they were running it 
not as a web two business or web three business. They were running it as, you know, a creator with a core product and then supplementary products that they could leverage to build a brand and run a company that was viable. Cool. Aaron, anything? No, I'm, I'm, uh, my interest in this topic is, I can't tell. Don't worry. You're really hiding it. Well, yeah, (laughs) I, 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 I see the use cases pretty laid out. I think once we get regulation, it'll be clear if you can mark it because you release NFTs or, let people buy into it that's great it's going to help your marketing um what's maybe your, it's uh, your run score uh i'm that's not playing it right now uh, oh, dang. <laughs> i was cutting some trees though uh i cut trees before that's good. yeah um but yeah i i i think it'll web three i think most things are going to web three is the what you're going to probably notice um so if i were to go today i was going to do hershey's kisses chocolate that's a good so, one. I, you know, a good, I almost did I food. Good pitch. I almost yeah, did a I had pizza a good place. Pitch for it. Yeah. Oh, let's do it next yeah. week. No, yeah, pizza. we can. We can. No. Or Hershey's Kisses. Called appointment podcast. Or pizza place. Pizza or place pizza is a good place. one yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the the last piece of the record label would just I won't harp on it because I think it's a I think it's a gimme. Uh, was going to be tours and ticketing. I think that there's obviously use cases, uh, that are very well mapped out already. Um, for that to be a success. So I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's pieces of uh, record label will at web three for me are, are case dependent, uh, very maybe, but I'm hopeful. And I think, I, th- I think to the, the takeaway for me in, in this one is, uh, trying to be more, it's not, it's not web two versus web three. It's, it's the inclusion of without noticing the inclusion of kind of like you said, Tim. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really where it's going is will it web three? Everything will eventually web three to some degree. Right. Yeah. Very cool. To some level. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, even ticketing, Tom, just to add the little caveat from the experience we've had talking to those people and those partners, ticketing seems like a slam dunk on its face until you realize you have to get buy-in from the venues themselves, right? You have to get buy-in from the promoters as well. You have to get buy-in from the artists, you have to get buy-in from there's so many moving parts in an industry like that, which is why it's so hard to disrupt and, and why it's so difficult for even even in the face of massive kind of public <laughs> outpouring against mm-hmm. companies like Ticketmaster and legislative scrutiny. Um, we're still here in the world that we're in is because it's it's a very complicated. I, I think it will. I think it'll change. But it, it it's not as though an artist can just decide to ticket their concert. A certain way yeah i well when it comes to when it comes to promoters uh, i was just i was honestly just thinking about this too so when i was in high school or even college uh and my band would play shows uh the promoter or the venue itself would be like you are in charge of 25 50 tickets whatever it ended up being and we would sell them to our friends or you know people um and all i kept thinking about was uh if if it was let's just call it a web three like live show or web three tour um, that there's obvious, there's obvious fluctuation within that payment market. So the person or or the, the venue itself or the promoter, him or herself would have to be comfortable and, and very much swallow the pill of uh, crypto being a potential payment. uh, And that there may as well, there may be fluctuation. And I think that's going to be the hardest part of, of mass adoption. Well, even um, with that, even if you decided and your promoter was cool with it that you'd take your 25 tickets and make them NFTs, you'd have the purchaser show up at the venue and the doorman would be like, what the fuck is this? Oops, exactly. there was my square. There's yours. Like the venue is not going to know what to do with your NFT. No. Like they'd have to know, like it would have to tie into the total ticket. Yeah, there's a, there's a whole economy around it too. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's going to be disrupted. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I just, it's the. It's going to take it's one. Like, we talked about this with yeah. ticketing. Like if Taylor Swift did it, it would be adopted a hundred percent just because there would have to be, you're looking at millions and millions of people and they would have to do a little bit of education and there would be there, there'd already be tech and stuff in place to, I don't know, secure people's seats in an arena. So well, or the you're incumbent. good. Aaron. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's fine, man. We all like dogs or the incumbents have to just start building it into their stack and making it an option and getting ahead of it, which I don't know if I like that because they'll build it in a way that 
protects them but yeah the yeah the idea would be that it's almost like this entire system would have to be upended which i know is what a lot of people are passionate about i know some of my friends and some you know some of the people that i'm close with are actively working to build web3 record label web3 ticketing company we've been working on stuff like that sure. and we have worked on things like that so um obviously i'm bullish and obviously i believe it'll happen <laughs> yeah no it's just my, my take is it's a it's a fight it's a battle and it's not like a oh well once people just see that you can scan nfts it'll yeah. be done it's like no, no there's a little more, more to it than that there's but... more to it yeah for sure um cool yeah um goodwill at web3 next week pizza <laughs> then we'll next get aaron back then we got Aaron back. Yeah, you have me if you talk about something that I, I have to think about. That one is too easy. That one's an easy one. <laughs> I, well, yeah, but it still needed to be a conversation. So it was good. I don't no, know if he's good. covered this on this episode, but Aaron's really smart. <laughs> yeah, guys, if you couldn't I'm tell. team smart. There's a difference. Team smart. Team smart. Are you guys in the document? You see what I'm going to bring up for Rug of the Week? Is yeah, there a yeah. different one? I'm excited. This is a Tom-centric episode. You're I very much led the led the fight on this episode. Um, All right. Are you going to just sing the rug of the week intro since we don't have sounds? No, I can always put in. I can put in Emmett's voice. I have the SoundCloud now. So, All right, Tom. Introducing this week's rug of the week. And that's where I'll put it. And it's done. And it's I'm going to listen and make sure rug of the week. He's not. He's not as articulate as uh, as we all are, though. So it just sounds like a like a baby blurb. It's like rug of the week. So, you'll know you'll hear it you would have just here here you can hear it again look at the week i put it in twice <laughs> go go it's post-production so time that's what i'm gonna do <laughs> so um okay cool so this week's rug of the week is creature world's crowd um I, oh yeah rugs aren't always rugs we're not accusing him of fraud blah 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 yeah Aaron, Aaron got offended. He left. Look at that. Yeah, he left. Blank. He doesn't want to be associated Blank. with calling it a rug. <laughs> That's funny. Where did he go? It's all right. Um, until he comes back, I can't change anything. So there's going to be a big like bug. He, he, yeah, it looked like he like leaned back, pushed a button on his headset. I'm going to call this episode Aaron had to poop. <laughs> he won't know. He won't know until he listens. Uh, I will so. Oh. <laughs> my dog. That other camera feed, Tom. Uh, yeah, my, my dog was chewing on something. Uh, I heard I heard what the regular week was though, and so uh, okay, cool. Did I miss the intro? Yeah, no, one? no, it's gonna be better. Play in it post. again, Tom. Everyone, be quiet. Look at the week. Okay, great, cool. <laughs> uh, uh, well, go ahead. I, I want to hear Tom's opinion first because he's very opinionated on this one, and I'm sure he'll share it. So, I am. and then and then you did say the opposite opinion literally yesterday. Like, oh, I think I'm gonna buy one. I wanted to so, buy one for one sole reason, pal. <laughs> okay, and that is I want to wear the sweater that they gave me, and I don't want to be a poser. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Well, then they got you. Then they got so, give you. A sure, it'll be the best seven dollars I ever spent. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> what are they right now? I think they're seven dollars. They really are. Oh no, they're climbing. Oh. <gasps> Dude, moon soon. They were I'm oh, sorry, they were eleven dollars earlier today. They were point zero zero nine and they're point the listeners, Tom is visibly crying. Oh man, I could have mooned. What what do they call it? Uh I don't know. When they say like you missed your opportunity for future wealth. You faded generational wealth. Generational wealth. I faded generation. That's what I'm calling the episode. Fading generational wealth. <laughs> could have doubled my money, man. Yep. Could have turned that 24 into 48. Uh, okay, so let's talk a little bit about Crowd. So if you guys don't know what Crowd was by uh, Creature World, again, uh, Tim, you did a great job. I'm just going to also reiterate it. Uh, just because these guys have made it on Rug of the Week, I am not uh, insinuating that they are a rug or, or they are um, uh, misleading people in uh, in in this project. Um, yeah, it's this, like the casual way. Like it's the a, casual a, way of you know, saying, yeah, yeah this is not. Yeah, yeah, okay. So let's talk about it. So uh, Creature World's uh, crowd was a 24-hour mint window uh, open edition project 
uh, promoted on the front page of OpenSea. With that being said, I would argue that it was an incredibly successful open edition mint. They minted 38,000 uh, NFTs um, with a creator earnings of 0.5% and 633 ETH in secondary. And this literally happened uh, less than four to four or five days ago. Um, it took a couple days to mint out. Um, well, no, I'm sorry, because it was a 24 hour. So it was, yeah, it couldn't mint out. But uh, you know, it's funny that uh, so I say that because I looked at yeah, that was a stupid thing to say, Tom. Uh, I looked at after like uh, nearly 24 hours, I looked at the um, I looked at the items and they didn't hit 10,000. And in that last home stretch, there were literally 20,000 minted, which was wild to me. So that first like 20 hours, 10,000 minted less. I think so. Uh, or people and I maybe, maybe, maybe not. Um, maybe manipulation of market. I look at this stuff like this is a big jump. This doubled in price over the past literally four hours, mm -hmm. which is wild. So maybe people are doing it. Maybe there's exit liquidity. 38,000 assets, a lot of assets, though, too. Um, I believe um, I might be able to find it. Um, you are allowed to mint 100 per wallet. So. And I think the mint price was 0 0.02. Um, but yeah, so here's my hot take. You got a little bit of a background on crowd. Uh, I don't know anything about Creature World, but essentially what this is, is an art project. Um, and I, well, I can appreciate art. Uh, I have a very hard time with what this project is and how it is art uh, in open edition form. Um generative art for me is very tough there's art that i like and this is where it's going to get very it's going to feel opinionated but obviously i feel like i'm entitled to that uh generative art is in is enjoyable in the eye of the beholder i don't enjoy this art it feels like lazy art to me um i don't know i just i don't like it here's how they described uh creature world 2 Crowd is an infinite supply generative art collection by Creature World, uh, composing creatures of every color into endless, unique combinations Combinations minted over the course of only 24 hours. Um, and I, I wanted to make this the Rug of the Week project because, um, I don't know, it didn't feel, it, again, lazy. It felt unnecessary. So when I look at projects minting, this is with every actual rug out there. Mm -hmm. If you are putting things onto the blockchain just for the sake of putting things onto the blockchain, i.e. an infinite supply of artwork, it, like some kind of apples it feels something. stupid to me. But that's my hot take. Sorry, you guys, please jump in. I'd love to hear what you guys think. How did you get the sweatshirt? Strange. So that was the only question. Yeah, my, <laughs> no, because no, I want to go through the, the process of why you were thinking about buying one then. Yeah, you said you got a Creature World sweat, sweater. Oh, uh, how did I get this? I bought this sweatshirt. No, not the strange one. You said, why were you thinking about buying Creature World crowd? So, okay, so I was thinking about buying a Creature World crowd because I have a sweater that I obtained from the Creature World booth from their project at vcon last year ah, so okay. i wanted okay. to wear the the sweater but i don't want to wear the sweater without owning one of the assets will you wear it in the post show i'll go put it on for sure but i you have to buy uh, me a crowd. you have to well, spend 24 dollars and send it to my wallet <laughs> I, my magic I number was 11 i missed that boat they're now 26 because i bought you a goblin <laughs> Yes, you did. You're right. But I don't even have a goblin hoodie yet. I know. They're impossible to get. Um, <laughs> They're like all right, $300. So... It doesn't matter. Sorry. Yeah. Digress, anyway. Digress. Sorry. We're, we're, yeah, we are. And so let me, let, let's get back to this. So uh, I, I'll say this. I like, I like the idea of open editions um, for a number of reasons. I think it's a good model because then the FOMO is there if you put a time limit on as evidenced by this project. Um, was it a failure for them? No. Nope. That's so many. Uh, even if they only had... 380 people buy a thousand of them, right? Or how, whatever the number is, uh, yeah. 3,800 people buy a hundred. Um, 
it, it, it doesn't matter. That like that's awesome. So they had a great turnout. I don't know what the utility is. I I I, I don't think there is one, right? No, there isn't. It's art. It's gener- It's generative art. Also, 24% unique owners. Yeah, so that's not that low, but it's not high by any means. Uh, I, I don't think... It's good for the space when these are doing okay still, but it's just uh, a visage of what was, right? This is These could sell way back, like a year ago, two years ago. These would sell like hotcakes. And now they still sell pretty well. I mean, look at that. But it, it's nothing like I don't wake up and get excited about this, right? Um, but it's cool. It's a I, creature world has been around for a while, so if they're able to keep going and keep doing it, that's awesome. There will be they become one of the OG projects. Um, could they do and should they do more stuff with all the money they've made? Probably, but that's up to you to decide as a consumer, right? If you're excited about this and you are a holder, and then. And great, good for you. I don't doesn't wake me up and get me excited. So. Do you think that you saying that like that's where my head goes to is and you know so here's another reason why and let me see if I can actually pull it up in uh, in the secondary window while we're talking about it. Uh, the other reason I have never bought uh, a creature world is because they were expensive and they were also nothing. So. Like no utility behind uh, the creature world projects is always what like made me uninterested in the the economy of creature world. So when I said I have a sweatshirt and I want to wear it because I can pay eleven dollars and not feel like an absolute poser, it's because I think what let me see what creature world is. That's where I was going to go with this. They're expensive, right? Point two. Yeah, I think they are. Point two ETH. For, I mean, this could be next week's drug of the week for me too. If you guys really want, I'll I'll go hard on Danny. I don't care. <laughs> Dude, uh, do you know him? No. <laughs> okay. I know that I could probably take him in a fight. He looks like somebody that like I could have a chance against. Goodness. He wears overalls. Right. I'm okay with it. Um, Come at well, me, Danny. <laughs> I I don't think it's uh, uh like. Uh, honestly, I, I, it's in our generative art project. Those are a dime a dozen. They still come out. They don't sell as well. He, he's got enough of a following, a uh, loyal following. It, it's kind of like the the projects that people just like the artists. I don't know how present he is, but a good example of this is like Sloth, Sloth's community. Uh, he's present, right? Sure. So that's that keeps the project going. I genuinely think he's keeping the project alive just by being there. So sure. uh, maybe Danny's doing the same. I'm not a holder. I'm, I have no interest in being a holder. But they're not doing anything bad. They're just, you know, they're just making some money. Um, it's just such a crazy, crazy thing. Like I look at, and they're they're not different enough for me to like really get excited either. Like I'm, like, I was trying to go into this with generative. I have too many thoughts or feelings about this, so I just posted a picture of two next to each other that like are in secondary right now. Yeah, the 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 creatures are different colors, but it's like it feels lazy to me. Do you know what I mean? You just don't, I don't know. It just doesn't. Yeah, do then I just wouldn't buy it. I don't think like we talk about other ones where they have like over promises and stuff. And I, I don't think this one does. I think it's just like, this is what we are. If you want it and you like the art and you want to support the artist, then, yeah. then so be it. Get a, get after it. And I'm yeah, like, no, okay. No, touche. And that's why like, I have a hard time. Yeah. I won't, I won't absolutely shit on somebody for, for liking artwork versus me not liking it. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I don't know. I'm pretty tainted on open edition. I, I just, it doesn't, I would say the thing that saves me for crowd is, is his low creator earnings just because it was obviously a front page. I don't know if it was the first open edition, um, uh, promoted. I don't even quote unquote promoted by open C two, but, um, yeah, this saves me a little bit. Still not a fan of it. Just me. Humble, humble opinion. Uh, Tim, you have anything to say about open editions or this week's rug of the week? No, I think this has been a great uh, episode of Tom tries to get someone to talk him into spending fourteen dollars on a creature world craft. He's gonna buy one. Yeah, right. I'm not gonna spend thirty dollars on one. They keep going up as we're talking. I must be missing something. But here's the thing. Also, you better buy it right now. I'm not buying it right now. (laughs) If I know anything, it's don't buy anything because as soon as I do, it dumps. That's what I've learned in Web3. Yeah. Uh, it'll go down. There's 38,000 assets. They paid 0.02 for them. There, people are going to get out from under them at some point. 
maybe I buy one then. Until then, I will not wear my Creature World sweater. Except in the post-show. I will not wear it in the post-show. <laughs> All right. Uh, if we don't have anything else to say about Rugged the League... What's, what's that, Tim? Oh, I just said like, we, we can get we can get over into post-show in a minute. Yeah, let's go get over in the post-show. All right. Um, all right. So that's it. That's an episode of Docs. You just witnessed it. This was can me for an it? hour that and four episode, minutes pulling Keith. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was it. This is the show. Thank you for listening. That you did it. it. You made your way. Yeah. You guys made your way through the entire episode. Um, thank you guys, we seriously, for... for a minute, but <laughs> you did. If he was busy. He I could tell he was cutting trees, by the way. He had his concentration face on. Trees. I'm getting pinged a bunch. Right. I, that, that's the life we live, but it's okay. That's it. Um, thank you guys so much for, for watching and listening to another episode of Docs. Again, my name's Tom. You can find me on Twitter at Tom Over Chaplin. Hit me up. Let me know you listen to the show and that I'm your favorite person that's on the show. Um, also, make sure that you find... <laughs> Also, make sure that you find the projects that we represent, including Quarter Machine at discord.gg slash Quarter Machine. Hop in there. There's always a lot going on. Uh, and uh, Unnamed, discord.gg slash join Unnamed. We got a bunch of uh, giveaways going on. What's that? Oh, that's what I should have worn. Actually, I could put on for the post show. I'll put on the Unnamed t-shirt, even though it's dirty. I wore it yesterday. But I'll nice. put it on for the post show. Okay. We'll a little bit it, of man. alpha alpha is uh they're unnamed the unnamed clothing uh but yeah go. So let me throw it I've, over I've to timothy nothing on here was legal advice I'm except everything he said him. no none of it <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh catch me on twitter at not legal tim uh t-i-m and uh yeah, jump in the Discord and chat with us. We're doxed in the unnamed Discord. We're also in the Quarter Machine Discord. We'd love to chat with you in either one or both. And uh, yeah, man, cool stuff coming. Aaron, okay. you. Yeah, you can catch me on Twitter at LegalTim, where all I do is I take Tim's tweets and retweet them and say these are financial advice <laughs> yeah. and legal advice. Check out this financial advice. That's a really good idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm on Twitter at Guy and Aaron. That's, that's my name because I have no originality, which is why I became a developer and technical. Uh, so... Over there, I talk about nothing important. But if you like Seinfeld, then maybe you'll like my tweets. So, uh, great. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Hey, before we absolutely sign off. brilliant comedy of Jerry Seinfeld, then, you know, I'll I'll (laughs) slip it it in. There you go. (laughs) That's what she said. Hey, uh, before we absolutely shut this down, I want to put it in perspective. So it's uh, it's 3-7 right now. That Mayfair Witches Pass is minting right now possibly quite possibly not financial advice the most utility driven looking front page project on OpenSea that i think i've ever seen okay i'm gonna shut that down in the post show we'll talk about that in the post show i will shut down the utility about that in the post show i dove into this heavily did you i can't know how to get to the post show get that utility driven docs technically they can't get to the post show well now we hype them up it'll be there someday soon well anyway this is where i was going to say with with our mints before i shut it down uh i think the most utility driven only 38.2 percent minted hit public like four hours ago so not that I want to put yeah. too much pressure on public uh, minting out, but uh, yeah, it doesn't look good. You can go mint meta dick butts instead, and then so, I only mint that's a real thing. I only mint so. ordinals. All right, guys, thanks for watching. Bye. We'll see you later. Bye. 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 As I mentioned earlier on in the podcast, we'd love to hear from you guys. Please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform so we can read it on our next episode. Peace out.